0: good morning folks if you'd like to grab a seat we're gonna try and get started that'd be great well a very warm welcome to harvest church my name's andrew i'm one of the leaders here and if this is your first time with us this morning you are so so welcome we hope you thoroughly enjoy our time together um uh, if we can help in any way if you need help in any way uh, please uh, come and speak to anyone, but particularly the folks wearing, uh, bottling the very nice purple hoodies with the yellow uh, uh, shirts underneath. You know, a nice clash of colours there. So they stand out well. Uh, they're what we call our welcome team. They're here to help you. And so they'll be very happy to direct you wherever you need to get to, all that sort of stuff. Our time this morning together will be t- together for probably for about an hour and a quarter, something like that. We're going to spend some time singing songs of worship first to God, then celebrating communion together. Uh, uh, partway through our time of worship together, the children will be heading down to their children's groups. If you're here with children for the first time and you don't know where to go, there's some doors over in that corner of the auditorium. If you go downstairs there, follow the crowds, and then ask which room, based on the age of your children, you need to head to, there'll be folks there who can help them direct you. Um, And then uh, Rob will be bringing God's word to us and helping us to engage with his words. You know, this last week we've been doing something we've called an encounter week. And the focus of an encounter week is just that, creating moments and opportunities to encounter God. And my prayer this morning is as we gather this morning, we also will encounter God together. And I hope that's your prayer to this morning i want to encourage us as we come before god as we come to gather to god let's expect to encounter him he loves to meet with his people he loves to encounter us by his holy spirit and for some of us that may mean god gives us readings and uh, prayers to pray out and spiritual gifts to use and if so please come and find me down here at the front and we'll make sure that can happen uh, through the microphone so everybody can hear Uh, But to uh, to start with, we're going to start by fixing our eyes on Jesus in worship. Uh, uh, Christine, who's going to be leading the band this morning, uh, is going to help us to do that. So can I invite you to stand if you're able to, please. And let's worship him and enjoy him together.
1: And as as we worship, I just want to remind you that God's arms are underneath. He has the everlasting arms. And whatever your situation, he will not let you fall. He is holding you. So let's sing all my life. All I know, God's been good, good to my soul.
2: All my life, all I know, God's been good, good to my soul. Mountain high, valley low, I'm going to sing wherever I go.
3: fantastic. Do we believe that? Our Redeemer lives. We believe that he is here today, that he can do immeasurably more than we can imagine. That's our God, the one who died for us. And just as we were uh, praying earlier, I I felt God remind me that he is the God of joy. And we started off with a whole thing of joy. And I just believe that God wants to... uh, heal and transform this morning and I felt particularly around the whole areas of uh, anxiety and fear and depression, um, you know, concerns with life. It says uh, in Romans 15, verse 13, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. And I just want to pray that over us at the moment. You know, I, I feel that there are folk here that God wants to uh, work in your lives to bring joy and peace, to pour his Spirit into each one of us. So let's just pray. Father, I thank you that you, are, you love us so much and you have some wonderful, good gifts for each one of us this morning. And I just want to pray over folk this morning i pray against fear and i pray against depression and i pray against anxiety i pray against doubt and i pray lord that there would be joy that would take their place That there would be peace in that place lord i pray that folk would just delight in you that there would be trust and i pray for an infilling of your spirit upon each one of us lord I pray that chains would be broken here this morning as your spirit moves, Lord, and lives transformed, and that our relationship with you, Lord Jesus, would be so much closer this morning, Lord. And we ask that you would do it for your glory, that our lives would be transformed and we would be more like Jesus. Come, Lord, we believe our Redeemer lives, that you are Lord of this place, and we trust in you, Lord. Come, Holy Spirit, I pray. Amen.
2: you mm-hmm.
1: you unless Jesus had died, and we find that you set us free, and we pray this morning that you will be with the children and the young people as they go to their own groups now, that you will bless them, that you will be with them, that you will bless those who um, are helping them or are teaching them. Be with the young people and the children, we pray, amen.
0: Chris Paris, where are you? Let's stay standing. Oh, hard. That's where, that's where he's got to, looking for him. He's going to come and share something to encourage us. Let me get that one. Um,
4: um, Good morning. Um, how's it going? How's, how's the new year going? Um, I don't know whether it's... Tr- true where people still do New Year's resolutions or not. Um, I know um, I expect the the fitness clubs and everything are booked up for a month or two now. Um, I retired before Christmas and I and I, um, I had five books at work that I'd only just started and I hadn't finished them. So I thought I'd bring them home and this year I'd read one of them. And that may not be big for some of you. You think you'd probably read one of those in a, in a few weeks. And uh, I've started doing it. And I've uh, been very good so far. I've kept up to my New Year's resolution. Um, and I've been encouraged this week with the encounter room. Um, because one of my, sort of my thoughts this year was to get closer to God. And uh, I wonder how you're doing on that as well. Last time I got up here and I, and I challenged, with, challenged you with the word, the question of salvation. Are you saved? Now, I don't want, I don't want every time to see me that you're gonna be walking away from me. Um, but I, I, was, I was challenged by Zacchaeus this morning. He wanted to see jesus and he wanted to see jesus so bad because he heard such a lot about him and maybe you're like that this morning you've heard such a lot about jesus and you want to know more about him which is brilliant and we've got an alpha course running at the moment and i'm sure um, if you want to get along to that you still can but zacchaeus was in that position where he was too small and He couldn't see Jesus because the crowds were so big. And he climbed a tree, bless him. And uh, you know the wonderful thing about Zacchaeus was Jesus stopped and he knew his name. Jesus stopped and he knew his name and he called him down. I want to encourage you this morning to keep on seeking God. Because he does know his, your name, and he will stop. It says in his word that those that seek him will find him. Those that knock at the door will find him. I want to encourage you this morning to keep on looking for God, keep seeking him. Um, it says at the end of, um, I've got to justify this by Luke 19. It says, Jesus responded to Zacchaeus. Salvation has come to your home today. For this man has shown himself to be a son of Abraham. I, I, the son of man, have come to seek and to save those like him who are lost. Praise God.
1: Chris, and thank you also to Ruth and Rob who organised the Encounter Room. It's been great. Thank you so much. Let's uh, stand if you're able. We're going to sing Waymaker. You are here, moving in our midst. We worship.
0: God's presence. Jesus, light of the world, come, come. Capture our hearts afresh. We surrender them to you. Jesus, holy and anointed one, redeemer and savior, we worship you and we thank you that you redeemed us. You've saved us. You've cleansed us from our sin, from our shame, from our guilt. And brought us in instead to your family. We worship you. We delight ourselves in you. Great I am. Mighty God. The Lord of all lords, we are thrilled to be your children. We're thrilled to be in your family. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for the work of the cross. Thank you for your spirit sent afterwards at Pentecost to dwell in us, to uh, lead us and direct us, to walk with us through life. Thank you, Lord. We have the complete package everything we need for life and godliness and we're so grateful we're so so grateful and it all happened at the cross <laughs> everything changed at the cross what a wonderful thing that is hallelujah amen we're you can feel free to sit or stay standing we're, we're going to go straight into a time of communion now and uh, for us in the harvest church that means there are stations positioned around the room which we go to to take our bread and wine these are symbolic i say wine it's actually fruit juice Uh, these are symbolic of the body and blood of jesus which was shed on the cross for us And, and we're encouraged in scripture to come and take and eat of these to remind us of the fullness of the truth of the gospel of what's happened for us that we are saved by god's grace and grace alone and it's because of the complete work of jesus and so uh, friends this is like a family meal i know you may say oh well normally we have a bit more than just a bit of bread and a, and a little a very small cup of juice this is symbolic though of a family meal and so can i encourage us that uh, the stations are over there over there and the back corners as well as we do so let's uh, fellowship together let's pray for one another let's encourage one another let's just talk to one another how are you doing how are you what can I pray for? Ask questions of one another that we strengthen each other as we celebrate. Now, scripture encourages us to stop for a moment and just check what we are without sin, and if we are with, if we have sin, to deal with sin in our lives. And so, I, I want to encourage us to do that before we come to break bread because it's really important. Okay, uh, scriptures have warnings in about if we just take that without without any forethought, as it were. No, we need to pause, we need to take forethought and just go, okay, is there anything, any relationship I need to see restored? Is there anything I need to deal with before coming and taking this? And so we're going to pause for a moment of quiet so we can all stop and reflect. And if you need to resolve something with God, you can do that now, but maybe you need to resolve something with another person. And you may even decide to, I'm not going to take communion until I've resolved that with that other person. And that's fine. Uh, Do that, uh, please, so that we can have good, harmonious relationship both with God and with each other. So I'm going to be quiet for a moment. Let's just pause in God's presence. Scripture tells us this, when you were dead in your sins and in the uncircumcision of your sinful nature, and that's where we all started, God made you alive with Christ. He forgave us all our sins, having cancelled the written code with its regulations that was against us and that stood opposed to us. He took it away, nailing it to the cross. And having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. The cross is a place of triumph and victory over sin and shame. Friends, can I invite you now to come out of your chair and uh, take communion with God together and with each other together. If you're uh, unsure whether to do it, please don't feel under any pressure. You're welcome just to stay in your seat. Uh, But most of us, Let's come, let's celebrate the goodness and grace and mercy of God together uh, through this act. So over to you. Please stand. Please move around. I should have just said, if you um, are celiacs, there is um, gluten-free, I think, at every station. They're in the little packets. So celiac-friendly in little packets at every station. and grab our seats, that would be great. I'm just going to ask a visitor here called Jonathan who's with us who just wants to share a testimony. So Jonathan, if you you want to come forward, that would be great. I look forward to hearing from you. It feels very very relevant what he's uh,
5: checked out with me first. Good morning, all. (laughs) Um, Not very often you get a visitor come and want to share something, but I just really feel... That this is right. So last year was a very, very difficult year for me. Like, you know, crushed me, absolutely crushed me to the point where I just didn't know where to go, did not know where to go. And during that time, even like reaching out to God was the And this morning, I don't know who the first gentleman was that spoke, but he spoke about anxiety and about fears and, you know, and how Lord wants to give us joy. And I'm not there yet. <laughs> I'm, I'm a work in progress, but I feel so strongly on my heart that this nation is covered in a dark cloud a dark cloud and it is crippling christians people like me i never ever thought that mental health and depression and those things would get me but it's getting me and i really feel that there's people in here that will be able to relate to that and you don't need to put your hand up and i want to tell you something that the lord shared with me a few weeks ago In Ephesians 2, it speaks of (coughs) the message that we know of the gospel, the message being a message of peace, peace. God wants us to have peace. The message was sent so that we will have peace. And as you read on, it says in Ephesians, it says that this message is for those who are Far away. And it's for those who are near. And as I was reading that, I really felt the Lord say to me, do you know what? You can be near and not have peace. Do you know that? You can come to church. You can go through the, you know, the prayer meetings. But yet you're hiding. You've got this dark cloud, this crushing. And I just want to say... That Jesus wants to break that. (coughs) Jesus wants to break that. Jesus wants to bring peace to you. If you relate to that, Jesus wants to bring peace to you. There's a song, and I believe it is seriously anointed. I speak Jesus. You know, when we don't know what to say, Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. If you don't know what to do in your situation... I seriously encourage you to listen to that song on repeat and just say, Jesus, Jesus. Yeah, Father, Lord Jesus, we just, oh, we just thank you for your goodness, Lord. We thank you that you brought a message of peace. And Lord, thank you that there is power in the name of Jesus. And we bless you. We bless you. I pray that you'll out your Spirit on this church and this congregation, and Lord, that you'll break any bonds of depression, anxiety, fear. Lord, break it in Jesus' name. Amen. Well done. Thank you.
0: up. Well Thank you. okay we're gonna get Rob, to, Rob up. I, I happen to know what he's preaching on, and it so fits with what you've just shared. So, uh, Rob.
6: Are we on? Good, good, good. Thank you, Jonathan. Yes, that does fit with much of what I'm going to say this morning, because our title this morning is to step in to freedom. Let's just pray. Father, just pray as we come to your word today and come to think about our walk with you, that you would just minister to us this morning, or speak to our hearts, Lord Jesus, and enable us just to understand what you are saying to us individually, as well as your church. Speaking to our lives, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. We've got the PowerPoint up there, guys, just come in. Oh, it's there. I can't see the back there. It's all right. That's fine. So what is freedom according to the world today? I think if you ask younger people today, they will probably say that freedom is the power, or the right even, to act, to speak, or to think as they want to think. Freedom just to be yourself in that way. But if you think about my generation, which is quite a lot older than the ones nowadays, my generation would probably say freedom is the opposite of being imprisoned or enslaved. And I found an article about a man called Joseph Ligon, who was sent to prison for life in America in 1953, when he was 15 years old for a really violent crime he had committed with a group, and he admitted being part of that group. And in 2017, he was re-sentenced to 35 years with life parole. But he rejected that parole, He's saying he should be freed outright with no supervision. He wanted freedom, but only on his terms. And eventually he was released in 2021 and he had spent 68 years in prison. He was 83 years old. And that set me thinking, thinking about freedom in God. What about us? Do we truly live in the freedom God has promised us through Jesus? Or are there still parts of our lives where we remain locked up, imprisoned, unable to be truly free, and perhaps, sadly, even choosing not to be really free because we're not ready to let God deliver us? Or perhaps, for some of us, we simply lack faith to ask God, to set us free but there is good news for each of us today and this is not working oh never mind seems like PowerPoints and slides do not like me slide two so what does he want you to say God wants us to be free in him he wants us to live in the power of his love and through the power of His Spirit. God does not want us to be locked up. He does not want us to be weak and ineffective in any part of our lives. Now I know that many of us, and I include myself in this, have failings that sometimes we find really hard to change. And sometimes perhaps we've even accepted the lies of the enemy. And sometimes we've just given up and said, well, That's just how it is. What can I do? And we can begin to expect that things will always be like this. There seems to be no answer. We feel like we've just given up and it's holding us back. Friends, what we need to think about this morning is, are we living in God's power? Or have we given in to the enemy in some areas of our lives? those areas where perhaps we have shut ourselves in as we feel unable to move on and we are in prison that inner voice in our lives says you can't change it it's just the way it is it will always be the same there's nothing you can do and have we stopped praying have we begun to give in to the lies of the enemy what do we truly want? What do we truly desire? Deep in our hearts, what, we would love, what would we love to see? Can we be equipped to deal with our failings and restored in Christ? So let me, let me remind you, God is so gracious and his promises never fail. John eight thirty six says, So if the Son sets you free... You will be free indeed. Now surely we all want to know the freedom that Jesus offers. Freedom from sin. Freedom from the lies of the enemy. So that we can have a deep, ongoing relationship with God. And this is God's promise for each of us. It's not just a saying. It's a promise that he gives us. His desire is to see that each one of us not only knows his freedom in our heads but we live out in his freedom through his spirit day by day. So let's just think about how we can be set free from the enemy's deceit and the imprisonment that sometimes he forces onto us and instead know the Lord's freedom, know the Lord's victory over the enemy on our behalf, not just in certain parts of our lives, but step by step, into the fullness of freedom that Jesus has won on the cross for each one of us. Is this working now? Oh, good. So So let's just read Romans chapter 8, verses 1 to 4 and 9 to 11. And in the NIV, it calls it Life Through the Spirit. Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Christ Jesus... but according to the Spirit. And slide five says, you, however, are not in the realm of the flesh, but you are in the realm of the Spirit, if indeed the Spirit of God lives in you. And if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, they do not belong to Christ. But if Christ is in you, then even though your body is subject to death because of sin, the Spirit gives life because of Righteousness. And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of his spirit who lives in you. Isn't that an amazing promise? And we need to receive and live out this promise in every area of our lives. So how is my relationship with God? Is there anything that is hindering my relationship with God? Am I hiding something from God? Am I keeping things away from God? What barriers exist which I need to allow God to break down and to deal with? Am I choosing not to address something God is lovingly asking me to deal with? I'm sure you know your areas of weakness and difficulty. I know mine. I can too often react emotionally rather than logically at times. And then I become more irrational. And I have less self-control. I know that, but do I let God deal with that? So just think for a moment. If you could change one small thing, what would it be? You see, we don't have to think about changing everything at once. Start with something God has highlighted for you. You probably know what it is. You won't have to search for that. Then allow him access to deal with this air of your life because God is on your side. Let's consider this battle that continues. Our flesh versus the spirit of God. We know who is right, but we can too often react in the flesh. In Galatians 5.17, Paul says, for the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit. There's this battle going on. And the spirit, what is contrary to the flesh, they're in conflict with each other, so that you are not to do whatever you want. We are in that battle, flesh versus spirit. What does Paul mean by that? He goes on to teach that if we are not walking in the spirit, then we will be walking in the flesh. And if we're walking in the flesh, then we'll be producing the works of the flesh. And he lists them, doesn't he? Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. There's a list that goes on. Wow. What a horrific list. And Paul gives us that list because he's determined in God's power that we do not continue to walk in the flesh. He saw how Christians around him were behaving and he knew it was his duty to call them out. But he did not want them to remain in despair. He tells them what they need to seek instead from the Holy Spirit. And that shows us the way forwards out of their mess but also out of our mess. We don't need to stay as we are so Paul also says in Galatians he goes on to say the opposites the fruit of the spirit is love, joy peace, patience kindness, goodness faithfulness gentleness self-control it's a big one isn't it self-control against such things there is no law And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. So if we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. So what Paul is really getting at there is we need to be walking with the Holy Spirit, by the Holy Spirit, through the Holy Spirit. Paul has shown us the way forwards. We need to walk and live in the power of the Holy Spirit, and we need to reject the ways of the flesh. The Holy Spirit constantly checks where we are. Isn't that great? That the Holy Spirit is just constantly seeing what we're up to, where we are, how we are doing. And it's precious that He knows all of our weaknesses, all of our failings. And he shows us how to pray how to be led by him. And we know, don't we, that we all need the Holy Spirit every day. It's not an option. It's not to be ignored for a period of time and then called on for an emergency. And we need to think about how are we getting on. How closely are we walking with the Holy Spirit? Are we recognising his voice, listening to his voice, Are we recognizing his desire for us to stay close to him? How does the Spirit encourage us and lift us up? Because he does. How does he challenge us, but also enable us to step out in freedom? And Romans chapter 12 gives us the answer we need transformation and renewal for our minds. We missed that one. Let's move on. uh, Romans 12 gives us the answer, we need transformation and renewal for our minds. And Romans chapter 12, Paul says, therefore, I urge you, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Now, there's a word that young people use an awful lot, and I think we've begun to use it ourselves as well. The word to reset. We need to let God reset our minds. We need to ask God to transform our minds by renewing them. I don't believe Paul is talking about a one off experience here. God is in the business of transforming our minds continually through the power of the Holy Spirit so that our minds can always be clean and purposeful, always ready to serve, always ready to bless Him without the junk and rubbish that can so easily build up in our minds. That's what we need to be cleansed from. That's why we need to be renewed day by day. So let's identify, let's be practical. Identify one area or issue which you need to tackle. Don't be afraid to talk to God honestly about this. I can remember as a youngster when I did something wrong and I went to tell my parents before they found out, I thought, and I told them what I'd done and they said afterwards, we already knew. Parents do, don't they? And God does. But my parents said, but now we can do something about it, can't we? Isn't our God like that? When we come to him and we say, I've messed up, whatever our weakness, whatever our difficulty, whatever our failure, We can rebuild our lives through the power of the Holy Spirit, through God's grace, not by ourselves. We know, don't we? We are the problem, not the solution. God has the absolute solution for us, our relationship with his Spirit who is always there for us. So, what we need to do is start with one area. Remember, God already knows. There are no surprises for God. Talk to God. Tell him we are sorry. Ask him to give us the power and strength through his spirit to be able to get rid of that thing that is imprisoning us, that is preventing us from enjoying freedom in God, that stops us from hearing God. Trust God. He does not want to be cut off from him. He does not want us to be cut off from him. We need to spend, we need to lean on the Holy Spirit who is our helper at all times. Lean on him. Let's be led by the Spirit every single day. It's such a privilege to be guided and helped by the Spirit. It's not about rules and regulations. We've all tried that, haven't we? I'll try better, I'll do this this way, I'll really do it that way. It's about pleasing God and having fun pleasing God. Look at toddlers when they're having fun with their parents, how much they love it. Isn't that how we should be in our relationship with our father? Are we legalistic with God or do we seek to enjoy his presence which enables us to be truly free? get to the right slide in a minute there we go so let's enjoy spending time with God let's spend more time with God in prayer let's tend to spend more time with God reading his word spending time quality time with our brothers and sisters in Christ this is important speaking affirmation to each other Checking in on each other, looking after each other. Now, I think I've mentioned this before, that I had a friend called Bill when I was at uni who was always available for me to go and chat and pray. And we we prayed together quite a lot at weird times, three o'clock in the morning, whatever. Then I had another prayer partner later on who let me down Because as we were really getting somewhere together with God and enjoying praying and working together in terms of our relationship with God, he suddenly told me, I'm moving house next week. And it was a long way off with very little notice. And that really hurt. And sometimes we let something like that, that incident affect us. And apart from, from Clem and people close in church, I didn't really have somebody like that I could go to for some time. I didn't talk to God about that enough. And so it took longer to heal my hurt because of my silence. We need to be praying with each other regularly. We need to be helping each other regularly. We often need more help and support in how to walk with the Lord. And we benefit from being discipled by others or discipling each other. Let's find time with Christian friends, with helpers who can come alongside, disciple us, and through the Holy Spirit, help us to walk more closely with God. People we can be honest with. People we can tell our problems to. People we can go to when we need to seek help. That's a strength, not a weakness. Let's ask God how we can spend regular time with people we can trust that we can be real with. We need that sort of conversation. And there's a little leaflet on the table over there about discipleship triplets, which is really useful in terms of thinking that through and helping us to find people we can actually pray with, we can talk to, we can share things with, we can share words with, we can help each other to be strong. So let's finish by reading Romans 8, verse 37 to 39. And Paul says, no, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. So this isn't just wishful thinking. This is what we are. We are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I'm convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Hallelujah. Have we spoken to God today? Has God spoken to us today? There may be areas in our lives which God has begun to uncover recently. He may have begun to show us what he wants to deal with. Remember, he's not going to judge us. He's not going to say, it's your fault, get on with it. He's not going to discard us, even if we've done the same thing over and over again and never seem to learn our lesson. Our God is always ready to forgive. Our God is always ready to strengthen us. He's always ready to show us how to put things right, how to do things his way through his power. So this morning I would encourage you, almost challenge you really, Come down to the right here on my right at the blue wall so we can support you and pray with you. We want to see God breaking down the barriers which have held some of us back for far too long. And even today, it can be the start of a new adventure in God's freedom for you. I believe God is waiting for you to respond. I know He's not angry. I know he's ready to hold out his arms. Give you a big hug. So you don't need to be afraid. You don't need to be worried. You don't need to miss out because you are scared. Come and be prayed for so God can set you free from any condemnation, from anything that actually speaks against his word forever. You know, we're not here to judge we're here to pray that you may experience God's freedom in a new way today so I'm going to ask the band to come and sing us a song and we can join in this worship but if you feel that God has been speaking to you this morning and really challenging you this morning about things in your life and you just need that extra push, that extra help from being prayed for, take courage come and ask God to set you free today
1: Thanks, Rob. And I'd just like to say before we start this next song, that this was the song that we planned. We're going to sing, I speak the name of Jesus. So let's stand and let's speak the name of Jesus over difficulties. And if you want to be prayed for, don't leave it. Just go be prayed for
3: Thank <laughs> you.
0: Jesus, we love you. We worship you. Help us to worship you with the entirety of our lives. Spirit of God, help us in this, we pray. Amen. 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 It's uh, been great to be out together this morning. Thank you for being with us. Just a quick reminder, this evening uh, we have an encounter event uh, happening here at... 7:30. just want to check on that right 7:30 here this evening they're amazing times of worship just given over to enjoying god welcoming his spirit encountering him sometimes praying for each other lost about an hour i'd encourage you if you're able to be with us come out come and join us as we look to encounter god again afresh this morning uh, but for now we're going to wrap things up the refreshments served out in the Uh, cafe area if you're a guest with us and you've had a welcome pack uh, please do fill in the card and pop it in the offering box on the table if you're a guest with us and you haven't had one of these packs you can pick one up off the information table over there as well same thing though please fill in a guest card so we know who's been with us we'd like to keep in touch with you Also, if you're visiting with us and you want to know more about us, you may want to pick up a copy of What's Brewing. This covers everything that's going on in the life of Harvest Church. It gives you a great picture of everything that's going on in the life of Harvest Church. Thank you so much for being with us. Take care.